Hello, everyone, and welcome into another edition of Coach Time here on the Believe Network. I'm your host, John Lyons, and I have a very, very special guest today. He is two-time All-Pro cornerback Asante Samuel, also two-time Super Bowl champion, four-time Pro Bowler, 51 career interceptions. I feel like I could list off the things you didn't do in the NFL, Asante, than the things you did. So thank you for taking the time and welcome in. No doubt, no doubt. Thank you for having me here. And Asante, you've been podcasting, been in the media for a little while now, and you've really built a name for yourself, especially when it's come to cornerback play and as well as discussing some of your former teams, coaches, and teammates. And I want to start in those two places. So you being an all-pro corner yourself over the years, when you look at this new generation of corners, whether it's Sauce Gardner in New York, your own son, Asante Samuel Jr., of course, I'm sure you're not biased at all with him in the L.A., but Playing corner now with the rules so much more wide open than maybe early in your career, at least, how different do you think it is? Um, well, I think it's um, part of my career. They made the rule halfway through the year. So and it was uh, I think it was mainly because of us, the Patriots. You know, we used to bang up the receivers and, you know, hit them. And then, they, you know, you can't touch them past five yards. Now you barely can touch them at all. You got to be looking for the ball. Uh, is there it is definitely tough um being that I, I've been on both sides of, of the ball um uh, that's why I think the NFL is 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 uh leaning towards bigger cornerbacks which in my opinion doesn't make a difference but the NFL is so talented with cornerbacks now you got sauce garden you got Patrick Sertain, you got my son Asante jr you got uh uh Tyreek Woolen you got um the boys at Philly I mean it's the talent the Dolphins is the talent is everywhere um and it's exciting so these guys can overcome anything pretty much that uh the NFL throws at them and biasly because they want it to you know touchdowns is more exciting you know what I mean so you know uh you know, these guys are talented Darius Slade the, the James Bar Bradbury uh they can do whatever they need to do, and it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna always be challenging just because you know the receivers are are are, are coming in more talented and, and faster than ever. But you know you know the pushing off and stuff is always gonna be a challenge. But them boys are overcoming. And as far as you mentioned, the rules kind of midway through your career started to change. And, and part of it was because of those Patriots defenses and how well they were able to shut down teams like Peyton Manning's Colts and others. What are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think the NFL is in a better place now because they've opened it up more and they want more scoring? Or do you prefer where it was earlier in your career back in the day where it was a little bit more physical? Well, you know, I'm, I'm a biased guy, obviously. I'm a defensive guy. So, man, I, I miss the physical part of it. You know, I, I love knocking people's heads off and busting their mouth. And, you know, of course, we don't want people to get injury and have lifetime sustaining injuries, but we love being physical, you know. So I, it's hard to uh, – take the physical aspect out of the out of the game and and and, and expect it to be uh as exciting but that's why i guess they're asking for the touchdown so you take out the physicalness and give the touchdowns and let everybody celebrate and um you know have fun that way because you know you got social media now and stuff like that so i think the game is in a, is, is in a great place you know uh they're making rules they're adjusting um and they just got to keep listening to the players and I found interesting that in your first answer, when it came to young, like cornerbacks, you named a lot of younger players. 
So you came in as a corner in 2003. You had pretty much an immediate impact. Now you came into a defense with a lot of talent, but you had, you know, you played pretty early. You had a pick six early in your career. I believe it was against the Jets in, in the first few weeks of the season. So you had an immediate impact. How difficult is that to come in at that position? And you mentioned how talented receivers are now and how they're coming in. How difficult is that to come in and have an impact right away like so many of these young corners have? Man, it's definitely uh, challenging. Um, it is it is uh, a position where you have all the eyes on you. Everything looks like your fault. And I, it's a mentality. First of all, you got to have a mentality. You got to understand that bad things are going to happen. And you're going to have got to have the ultimate confidence as, as a corner. But with, 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 with um, um, repeat, repeat, brought the question again. So. A lot of the guys you named were young players that uh -huh. have made an impact. And it's just, I was wondering how difficult it is to come in. It's obviously difficult to come in at any position as a young player, but especially corner where, like you were saying, you're kind of on an island there too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like I say, it's on the island. It's, it really feels lonely out there. But, um, you know, that, that's why you practice hard and you challenge yourself in practice so you can have the confidence to go out there and, and, and be successful. But you're going to run through bumps and, and, and it's going to be challenging challenges that you're going to have to overcome and you're going to go through adversity. My situation, whereas I wasn't expecting to come in and be contribute early, being that a fourth rounder, that's just how it goes. And that's your first, second, third, you know, that's when they expect you to contribute early. But um, so I, I didn't come in with that, with them expecting me to contribute early. I, I had to show them that I can contribute early you know, via practice, uh, training camp and stuff like that. Then after the first game, you know, I was able to, to gain the nickel spot and, you know, go out there and just just be me. Being me took care of everything because my confidence, my technique, the way I believe in myself, take care, take care of everything, the way I prepare also. You know? Yeah, and I think another thing that is worth mentioning is a lot of the young corners you name that have made an impact – are on teams with really good receivers that they go against in practice every day. The Chargers have good receivers. The Broncos have good receivers. The Jets have good receivers. And all those young corners you name, they go against them in mini camp, in training camp, in practice. And I think the acceleration of receiver development has probably helped corner development and vice versa because these guys, regardless of anybody else on the team, these guys are going against each other day in and day out. And it seems like it's accelerated the development of both positions. Yeah, man. Like you say, Sauce Garden, take him for example, man. He go against uh, Garrett Wilson every day. This guy's fast. He's talented. So, I mean, when he gets to play against another receiver at another team, you know, might not as be as talented. It just make, makes it uh, uh, the challenge not as hard for him. But um, that, like you said, that's a good point for me. Like when I came in as a, as a rookie, uh, rest in peace, man, David Patton, man. Um, oh, yeah. He was a soldier. Great player. Uh, he, he called me out like, you know, the first day he saw the dog in me, he saw the competition in me, and I, me and him was going at it since day one. And that lifted my game, even though he wasn't known as, as this great receiver, but he was fast, he was quick, he run routes exceptional. So me going against him in practice, uh, being that me and him like to compete a lot, and we didn't care what other people was doing. We're going to compete because we know we had to get better. That made my job easier when it was time to go to the game. Yeah, and I think you, to your point about your own career, you come in, David Patton, great receiver, great route runner, Dion Branch is in that receiving core, David Givens, Troy Brown, and of course, number 12 is the quarterback. So there's there's not much better competition you can go against in practice there. And I want to kind of transition to that in that your career, so you spent 
time in New England, time in Philadelphia, time in Atlanta. You won two Super Bowls in New England, got a large contract with Philly. We're, we're an all pro there multiple times, finished out in Atlanta. You've been very critical in recent years of the Patriots, but especially Coach Belichick in relation to their success and to Tom Brady. I, I wanted to just hear from you directly. You know, what is your thoughts on Coach Belichick and, and his level of success in the NFL? Well, right now, I just feel like it's a handout, right? And until, um, you know, that, that's my personal challenge against Belichick. You got a handout. You had the best player to ever walk this earth. And now uh, you don't have a handout. So let's see what you can do without the handout. And until then, to me, because I was there and, and when I walked through the building, I was always wondering, you know, why are we so good? What is what is the difference? And we don't have the top tier talent and stuff, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Um, so I that's why I'm critical because, you know, he's critical of you. He's going to be critical of everybody else, especially you play on his team. So what's why is everybody got a got a, a stick up the butt? Because I said something about the so-called world's greatest coach. Like, I'm just critical. So I'm just waiting for him to win without Tom. And then I can say he's the best coach ever. Until then... It has to be an asterisk mark against his so name. So when you say win without Tom, do you feel – does he have to win a Super Bowl? Or if the Patriots get to the AFC Championship game, like if they have a great season and he's – let's say in a couple of years he sets the wins record, they go to a conference championship game, or does he have to win a championship just like Brady did in Tampa? That's, that's the X factor. Tom left in one year. No excuses. Bill will not allow you to make no excuses. So there's no excuses for Belichick. During the COVID season, he was allowed to participate in picking players, things he couldn't do in New England, and won a Super Bowl instantly. If that doesn't say a lot, I don't know what are people looking at. This is reality, guys. He, These are the true things that was going on in New England. Mr. Kraft just came out and made a statement that Belichick was able to, he could spend all the money he want on any player. He chooses not to do that purposely. So now Tom leaves and they say, hey, Tom, you are the greatest. What do you need? What do you want? We're going to do it for you. And guess what? He delivers a Super Bowl for them. So now just, just win the Super Bowl. That's it. That's it. And now you mentioned the the contracts and the willingness to spend money. And, and of course, being someone who lives in New England, that's something I, I hear about and talk about all the time. And I wanted to get your thoughts though, because there have been times that the Patriots have spent a lot of money on players, whether it was Stefan Gilmore and free agency, the contract extensions for Rob Gronkowski, Logan Mankins, even your rookie year when they signed Roosevelt Colvin to big money. So they have done it at times. Now you're right. They haven't done it as much as other teams or as much as they could, but they have done it. Do you feel, is it, they don't want to because of their system or did they feel, Hey, we have Tom, so we don't need to spend on other areas. Or is there, there another reason there? I just curious. Cause like I said, they have done it sometimes, but then they haven't done it a lot of times. What do you think is the motivation behind that? Well, first of all, they've done it sometimes, but it's not compared nearly to other teams when, you know, when they're trying to do it. Right. And I think, yeah, I think Belichick and his ego think it's his system. It's uh, it's, it's this place. It's called the five trap, right? Um, when you see me, it's, it's safety's over the top. I would come off, and then I would steal the ball from the inside receiver, right? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a 
it's the coverage that he put in that I learned from 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 him, right? I think you had a pick six on that against a Philly lot, in 07, maybe. I feel like, yeah. In New England and Philly, wherever I go, I did it, right? And 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 I could see him on the sideline against you could go look it up against the Jaguars. As soon as I do that play and I pick it off, it's like he runs to the other coach and high five him like it's his system, but it's the athlete, because nobody else has been doing that. And I continue to do this wherever I go. So you got to understand that it's not your it's not your system. Yeah, you have a cool system, but it's the athletes. So if you don't keep these athletes here, the right athletes to make this system go right, it's not going to go right. So that's my opinion. I think it's think it's all his system, and that's what he believed. And the system never worked nowhere else until you got with Tom. So show me this system works. Now, do you put any stock to, and I hear what you're saying, do you put any stock to 2008, Tom goes down, they go 11 and 5, and then 2021, Mac Jones, rookie QB, they go 10 and 7, make the playoffs. So I, I know it's not the Super Bowl success that they had with Tom, but do you put stock into, hey, these are, you know, one guy didn't play in college at all, the other guy was a rookie, and they won double-digit games. Like, do you say, all right, this is a good system, obviously it needs good players, but this is a great system. This is a good system. It it works with multiple guys. It worked. It it, it worked to get you to the uh, first round of the playoffs with a rookie quarterback, right? And then the following year, there's no progression. Yeah. You go backwards. So what system? You just, for example, then you bring Matt Patricia in to be the offensive coordinator. What could you possibly be thinking unless you just think, my system works. Whatever I want to do is going to work. That's the only thing. He hired his son. I don't, I, I'm not going to even speak and say I know uh, 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 all the uh, talents and licenses, whatever his son has to be a coach. You know what I mean? But he hires his son. I don't know the job he's doing, but I'm just saying, you know, these are things he's done. He's doing. Um, so, I mean, come on. Like, whoa. are we trying to win? Yeah. And, and before we move on, because this has been great, too, but I don't want to spend the whole time uh, just on Belichick. But right. and I ask this question re respectfully, does any of this and you talk about the money piece and all that, does any of this come from you personally? Is that they wouldn't give you the big extension and Philly did give you the big like they gave you the franchise tag in 07, which was a hefty amount of money. But before that, you were underpaid, especially by 05, 06. Does any of this come from that person like you've been through it? And you felt they were wrong and you were two time all pro after. So they, you know, they definitely would have been worth investing. But does any of this come from you personally being frustrated that they didn't pay you? This is not nothing personally about them paying me. I was ready to leave and happy to leave. This is what I'm trying to explain. This is this happens to everybody. It's not me. It happens to everybody. So I'm trying to say either to change his ways or something got to give because we're all in this, including you, Belichick, to make money and take care of your family and make a lot of money. I remember when he was the first coach making $10 million a year and he was trying to keep it a secret. You understand what I'm saying? So he's purposely trying to underpay everybody. I've been there. I dealt with him. I talked with them. See what I'm saying? So yeah. this is not nothing that I'm just acting crazy about. I know his ways, his mentality. Go talk to any agent. Go talk to any agent that represent players that's playing for New England. Go You'll talk to him. That's just how he want to do. That's how he think he can work, run his system. All right. And so, and I guess the headline here is that 
for you to call Belichick the greatest coach ever, he's got to match Tom and win another Super Bowl. Absolutely. So, all right. And we'll see if they can. You know, it's a loaded AFC. And I do want to look, Asante, honestly, have you on here for two hours to talk about your time with the Patriots. I think and that David Patton nugget about practice, that was that was awesome to hear the late, the late, great David Patton. That was Truly yeah. tremendous stuff. I love that dude, man. Salute yeah. his family, wherever y'all at. If y'all hear this, man, yeah, salute. He was a great man, man. Respect to y'all. Yeah. That touchdown catch he had in Super Bowl 36 was like an all-time and, and great throw by Tom, obviously. But that that catch was just an all only offensive touchdown. The Patriots scored in that game, too. But mm-hmm. all-timer. I, I mentioned the AFC. So you look around and Mahomes is the big dog now. Obviously, Joe Burrow is great. Justin Herbert just got a big contract extension. When you look at these teams in the, and I, I should mention Lamar Jackson as well, the AFC right now, okay? And you can look at it from a, I know we're just talking about the Patriots from a Patriots lens or just a general AFC lens. When, when you look at the AFC, who are the teams besides Kansas City? Because I know they have Mahomes. But who are the teams besides Kansas City that you're like, okay, that that's a, that's a Super Bowl team right there. They have all the ingredients. That's Super Bowl. Too. Who are the teams besides Kansas City that we know that you look at that way? Man, this is really talented. I mean, I mean, obviously you got the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. You got the Dolphins. You know, you got you even got the Bills. You know, um, uh, that's just right off the top. But the things that need to transpire, I don't know if it's going to transpire for everything to come together. Like how Kansas city make things happen. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, for example. Yeah. He's changing his ways. He's, he's at the facilities. He's talking to the younger guys. Obviously he's being somebody he's not used to being. So is he going to continue this all the way through? And if he continues this way and, and, and have a pure heart and, and not have his ego that he's better than everybody, I definitely think they can win the Super Bowl. Um, uh, uh, Miami Dolphins. You know, if, if 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 they could stay healthy, they'll make a strong run. You know, yeah. um, the Jets is an interesting one too because I think a lot of teams feel like they're a quarterback away, but the Jets last year to me really were. I mean, they won eight games yeah. with some of the worst quarterback play oh, in man. the NFL. Oh. I, I think the Jets are a legit playoff team. I think they're a team that could be in the AFC Championship game. I think the biggest issue for the Jets and it's the AFC East. I mean, you're looking at uh, the bills are in that division. You just mentioned the dolphins, the Patriots as bad as things were on offense and special teams. The Patriots were a game away from making the playoffs last year. The jets are really good. Like I think that division is going to end up being the best in the NFL. And I just feel like one of those four teams is going to have a good season and get left out of the playoffs. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, and who is that team going to be? You know what I mean? Uh, it's I don't think up. it's Buffalo. I don't think it's – I think it's Miami or New England. I think one of them is going to have a good season and get left. I, I, think I, think Buffalo, I think Buffalo has to show that they're not trending down. It's a lot of stuff going on. You know, it's kind of like they need to reinvent the wheel. And um, I think they got to gotta show that. I gotta show, they got to show that. That's an interesting point, too, because, like, you look at the Bills last season – they play the Bengals in the playoffs, and the Bengals have three offensive line starters out in that game, and the Bills still couldn't generate a pass rush. And I know it was a snowy field, and that was part of it, but it felt like the Bengals just walked into Buffalo and thoroughly outplayed them. And yeah. I thought the Bills, like I like the Bills draft. I like Dalton Kincaid, but then they have the Stefan Diggs issue in minicamp where he's not there at first. Sean McDermott says, oh, it's very concerning. Then he shows back up, and Sean McDermott's like, oh, it's no big deal. So it, it does feel like, I still think they are 
a AFC championship Super Bowl type contender, but I don't know how you feel. It doesn't feel like the Bills are the big bad Bills that they were the last couple of years, at least not right now. That's why I say it's, I feel like they have to reinvent themselves. Like, they, you know, when Sean first took over the job, Coach McDermott took over the job, uh, it was just they was trending up. And, you know, it was like, oh, man, watch out for them next year. Every year it was like, watch out. They, and, you know, they won play away from, you know, making it. And and, and now it's you, you see everything going opposite. You see the players coming out and being frustrated and, uh, uh, you know, coach speaking publicly about situations and messing on that's why i say you just you got to reinvent yourself you got to come out there uh show a new attitude a new type of situation and um let the past go and um go for the 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 main goal now you have a unique insight into the la chargers another playoff team from a year ago with your son playing there they go into the playoffs against jacksonville they go up 27 nothing they blow that game they have some coaching staff changes. They don't fire the head coach, but they have some coaching staff changes. And how are they doing coming back? And I know Herbert just got the big extension, but how are they doing coming back from that loss? Do you expect a bounce back from them in another playoff type season? Yeah, I definitely make a. Uh, I think they're gonna have a playoff type season. I think they're gonna bounce back. I think they're making the adjustments they need. They're high. Obviously, when things don't go as well, you're gonna fire people and they're gonna make changes. And I think they're gonna do what they, they they need to do to 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 be more successful this year. But um, you know, I can't be too critical on on, on my son's team. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, yeah, they're gonna go out there and do their thing. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's an interesting division too because you have you know the Chiefs who we know that the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Then you have the Chargers who were a playoff team, the Raiders who. They're kind of in a weird spot. They had three games in the first half of the year where they're they're up by 17 and lost. And it's like they win a couple of those. They're probably in the playoffs. They have Devontae Adams. And then you have the Broncos with Sean Payton, Russell Wilson. Sean Payton comes in, and I wanted to get your thoughts on those kind of explosive comments from Sean Payton, basically saying Nathaniel Hackett did one of the worst coaching jobs ever last year. The Broncos were embarrassed. And I just, you know, as someone, as, as a player from your perspective, what did you think of, of those comments? I'm, it's kind of like I kind of understand where he's coming from, um, you know, because I've been to a couple teams and it's like you get here and it's like, what the heck is going on? Like, well, what are you doing here? Like, you know what I mean? And um, that's probably what he what he what he realized. He was asking questions, analyzing the situation. And then he he realized uh, what type of uh, poor job he was doing for the young men. And that's what it's about. You know, it's about the team and the and the young men and. He's an outspoken guy like myself. And he said what he said. What's wrong with what's wrong with being critical? You know, if you say what you say, is other person say what they say. You know, just you know, keep it moving. That's what that's what this uh sport is about. Yeah, and it should shape up to be a very interesting AFC West race. Just a couple more questions for you here, Asante. Appreciate you taking the time. This is Asante Samuel, former All-Pro Super Bowl champion, and of course, most importantly, a host on the Believe Network, right? Way more important than the Super Bowls. We know that, right? But Asante, I want to ask you, just flipping to the NFC, I think the NFC is not as loaded as the AFC, but the top-end talent, whether it's the Eagles, the 49ers, is just as good, if not better, than anything in the AFC. When you're looking at the NFC heading into training camp here, are you looking at this as this is the Eagles conference and the 49ers conference, or are there other teams or team that you think is going to emerge this year? Um, I really think Giants is a sleeper this year. I think uh, 
Uh, give me the quarterback name again. Daniel Jones. Daniel and Jones. Brian, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Brian Dable, he was in New England part of the time, at least, that you were there, right? Hey, that's another guy. That's my guy, man. Um, We used to compete against each other. It's always like I put a bullseye on my back when I go out there because, you know, I talk and act, and I'm, I'm, I'm being very productive intercepting balls. So we would have our personal, you know, battles and stuff. But that's another guy. You know, he he's doing a tremendous job, and he's a – Josh McDaniels type talent to me, but probably with a different type of leadership. So you can have good leadership, but uh, you could be a good uh, coach in, in, in uh, coaching, but you got to have that good leadership to ultimately be able to lead a team. And I think uh, Brian Dayball, he's established that and showing that. And that's why I think they are really going to be a sleeper. He has Daniel Jones playing um, better than a lot of people probably better than he thought he actually could play himself in the NFL, you know? So that's what it's about, uplifting your players as a coach and, and, and as a leader. So my sleeper is, is the Giants. And, the you know, uh, San Fran, um, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see how this quarterback situation is going to pan out. Yeah, they're going to always play good on defense. But, man, you know, this, this the quarterback situation can always detour your team a little bit. So... That's what I'm waiting on. The Eagles, right. I'm, I, they're going to dominate. My Eagles going to dominate. <laughs> but hey, the Giant, the Giants playoff team a year ago that a lot of people were thought of, thought were ahead of schedule. So that's an interesting point. As we wrap this up, Asante, I want to ask you a couple because I have a lot of listeners in New England, and I know we talked about the Patriots, about Belichick, and all that. But from your time in New England, do you have a, a? I know you mentioned David Patton. Do you have a favorite teammate or, or coach that you worked with while you were in New England? Oh man, yeah, man. Hey, man, don't take me as it's just I'm an angry guy, man. This is I, I I do this every day on the field. I talk, I challenge my players the same way I'm challenging Belichick or however y'all feel what I'm doing. I do this with, with everybody. So man, yeah, I had um a lot of uh people. I, I loved everybody. Uh, uh, Rache Caldwell, rest in peace, Rache Caldwell, man. That was my boy. Uh, Roosevelt Colvin. Uh, William McGinnis, man, these are guys that took me in as a rookie and, and helped me become a man and stuff like that. But, you know, a lot of fun times, you know, with people, Gene Wilson, Randall Gay, uh, you know, Tom, Randy. You know, I used to have this uh, game where uh, we'll end on this little funny story. I used to have this game where as soon as we would uh, get out of practice, you have to you have to shoot this ball of tape in the garbage can. And um, I would I would bet everybody. I would take all the shots. I would say, hey, you want to bet uh, such and such dollars? I'm going to make every shot into this garbage can. So I would run in before everybody get in the locker room and just be sitting by the garbage can throwing a ball of tape up. And um, I would uh, get bets from everybody. So that was kind of my way from uh, having fun in New England, uh, betting everybody on the basketball game right before meetings. And everybody go crazy on that last shot. Hoo-ha! Did he got to pay up? <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. And Asante, it was a pleasure speaking with you. I'm hoping that later this season or after the season, maybe I'll have you on to talk about another former coach, Andy Reid, see if he's back in the Super Bowl yet again with the Chiefs this year, which very well looks like he might. But pleasure to be here with you, Asante Samuel. As I mentioned before, two-time Super Bowl champion, four-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, 51 career interceptions. I could list them all all day long, and hopefully one day we'll be a Pro Football Hall of Famer as well, Asante. I'm in your corner for that. Thank you for taking the time. It was a pleasure having you on. All right, brother. Thank you. See you.